Butcher's Tale. The Fascination of the Year. Weird, blood-chilling tales told by old Nancy, the Witch of Salem, and Satan, a wise black cat. They are waiting waiting for you now. over the radio. I will tell everyone to douse their lights and we'll get hatted. Oh, yeah. That's it. Make it nice and dark and cheerful. Sitting in the gloom's the way to hear our bedtime stories. Now, draw up to the fire and gaze into the embers. Gaze into them deep. And soon you'll see a fine, smooth highway running through the prairie state of Kansas, driving along it through a night of pelting rain. You'll see a little automobile that's as old and battered looking as the man and woman in it, young and fresh looking. Listen close, and soon. drive much longer in this rain. It's getting all over the road. If these old tires are worn so smooth, they just don't grip. Oh, but gee, I hate to stop. I wanted to make at least another hundred miles tonight. I may find a job in Denver. The quicker we get there... We'll make an extra hundred tomorrow in Dana. Well, our headlights aren't any better than the tires, Ken. And if we have an accident, there'll be no job in Denver or anywhere else. All right, Jay. There's a filling station. We need some gas and I'll ask there's a place near here where we can rent a room. Funny, no one's come to meet us. Most people at the places rush to their doors when they hear a car drive up. I'll ring the bell. That'll bring action. Where's the Dickens is it? Oh, I found it. Ken, all the windows are covered with closed shutters. Oh, it's your glass with lights behind it. You were fooled about that sign being lighted too. I'm not subject to delusions, and neither are you. What on earth? I don't know. Mm. I don't think anyone lives here. Everything about the place has a deserted look. Well, this is the first house we came to on the right with tourists accommodated sign in front. That's what the garage men said. I know, but no one answered the bell. Oh, no, I'm not crazy about the look of this place. I'd stop almost anywhere rather than drive through the rain. So would I. Yes, did you hear a bell ring inside when you pressed that button? Why, I didn't notice. Somebody there. 
There isn't any sound when I play. No, I'll not. Gee, the door was open when I got dark inside. Either no one lives here or they're all asleep. I'm here. What? And I'm not sleeping. I, I beg your pardon. I didn't mean to push open your door. I only started to knock. That's all right. You are travelers who want a room? Yes. This is my wife. We want to stay here until morning. I accommodate tourists. Please come in. Uh, thank you. Could, um, will you turn on the light first? I can't see anything beyond your door. I can only see a shadow of you. Light? Yes, light. There are some candles on the table here if you have a match. Haven't you electricity? We have no power for that. You mean the power failed because of the storm? Yes. The power failed. It must have done so just as we drove up. We were sure we saw lights behind your window. Yes, and you must have closed your shutters just as we drove up. The shutters have been closed a long time. Oh? Not imagine if those candles going, Ken. Spooky talking in here in pitch darkness. <laughs> don't you think so, Miss Potter? Oh, but of course, you don't find it so in your own heart. I have been here a long time in darkness. A long time in... Now I'd like to find a match. I have a packet. Um, here. Oh, thanks. Now we'll locate those candles. Oh, I feel. Now. Oh, that's better. Oh. Good Lord. You are disappointed in my house. You'll see it untidy and dusty. I'm sorry, but I cannot help it. This hall looks as though it hasn't been cleaned for years. I used to take such pride in my housekeeping. Everything was always thick and span. I'm so ashamed. I left the power. You've been ill, haven't you? Your face is so pale. I, I've been helpless. So helpless. Please don't think my home was always this way. The place is filthy, dear. We can't stay here. It's a big shelter, Ken. And I'm afraid to drive on. Please don't go away. I have some nice, big, airy sleeping room, and you can have the bed. You look at them, Ken. Oh, all right. And you won't go away. We'll stay with you tonight. No, no, don't. Oh, I'm so glad. I'll call my son. He'll show you where to put your car. Your son? I thought this... Aren't you Miss Potter? I'm Mrs. Parker. Mrs. Parker? I was sure the garage man said that... So was I. But of course, he said a lot of things that don't tell you the facts. I don't understand. No, it doesn't matter. If you'll call your son, he can help me get our bag. Since Mrs. Blake has decided to remain here. Just a moment. Um, what's your charge for a room? I used to get a dollar for a couple. A dollar? But that doesn't matter now. I'll find my son. Joe! Oh, Joe! Only a dollar. The way she says it, she'll take that. For a place so badly kept, I'll see that she does. She wouldn't stay here at any price if I if you left it to me. I feel very sorry for that poor woman somehow. Sorry? For anyone who lives in a big den? And why should we stay here because you're sorry? I don't know. I, I just feel we ought to. I realize how silly I am. It's strange. The place doesn't merely get dusty and neglected. It's as though nobody lived here. My son is coming to help you, mister. 
So we'll be right here. He'll show you where to put your car. Well, let the car stay where it is. I'll get blamed for the skin if I move it. But if you leave it in front of the door, he'll see it when he comes and be afraid to enter. He will be afraid of my car? Who is he? Yes, who is he? I suppose. Your car he... must be moved. Huh? This is my son, Joe. Oh, how do you do? I, I didn't hear you come in. You, you startled me. Me too. I'm sorry. I'll show you where to move your car, sir. You insist I move because you're expecting someone who won't come in if he sees my car where it is. Yes. We're expecting him. He'll come tonight. At last. Mm. And you're being rather mysterious about this late caller. But it's none of my business, of course. I'll move the car. My umbrella's in the back seat, Ken. It'll keep you from getting very wet. All right, dear. I'll show you where to place the car. Oh, come on. Can I show you your room now? No, I, I'll wait until my husband comes back. Have, have your son been ill, too? No. His face is so pale, like yours. And you said he that... He has been helpless, as I have been. Oh, I'm so sorry. It's awful to be helpless. I can imagine. What happened? Were you both in an accident? No. We were just helpless. I mean, what caused it? We were helpless. Helpless things. So long after. So long. But now our helplessness is nearly at an end. You, you mean you're almost well now? Tonight we'll change everything. Tonight? Oh, Ken? Yes, search for the skin. After making me realize my car in among the trees, some of yours, Mrs. Parker, wouldn't even help me carry these suitcases back to now he doesn't even close the door behind me. I've got to do it. Oh, Ken, Mrs. Parker's son's been very sick. She's just been telling me about it. Oh. Why didn't you say so? But even a sick man could have held an umbrella over me while I did the heavy work. I'm sorry. I, I couldn't even do that. Helpless. Helpless. Say, didn't you get wet walking through that downpour? Your clothes look drier when we left this room. My clothes don't show any effects of what they've been, sir. Excuse me. Good night. Mm -hmm. I'll show you to your room now. Will you bring the candles, please? Of course. I'll carry them, Ken. You bring the bag. Okay, sir. Up these stairs. Please, go first, young woman. All right. You next. I'll follow. All right. You may have any room. But the first of the head of the stairs is the best. It's mine. Oh, we wouldn't put you out of your room. I don't sleep in it now. Open the door and go right in. Oh, everything's covered with stuff just as it is downstairs. I know, I know. But I can't help it. It's a nice, airy room. Airy, because half the window panes are broken. If it weren't for those closed shutters, the rain would be pouring in. I'm so ashamed. The bed linen under this outside bed's clean, Ken. Awfully yellow. We can't stay here, no. Wait. How much will you charge us for this, Mrs. Parker? Nothing. Nothing at all. Nothing. Nothing. I just want you here tonight. Someone must. Be here besides Joe and me and him. Him? 
I don't know what you will know soon. You'll stay. It won't cost us anything, Kim. And every dollar counts. But no, no. You'll stay, Mrs. Parker. Oh, thank you. You're a nice girl. I'll leave you now. Good night. Good night. Good. No, no. Through the door, Kim. Through the door, lock it. Of course, dear. What on earth is the matter? Didn't you see, Kim? Didn't you see she went out of the door? She what? She passed in front of her lighted candle. Between me and the candle. And, and I saw the lighted candle through her. You couldn't have seen what you thought you did, sweetheart. You realize that now, don't you? Oh, of course. One can't see light a candle through solid bodies. Well, Mrs. Parker's is as solid as yours or mine. Oh, I'm, I'm ashamed of myself for becoming hysterical about such a silly thing. Oh, for a moment, the most awful feeling of horror passed over me, dear. Oh, I was desperately afraid. It's all right now. This filthy old house that's giving you the bullies, honey. It's stopped my imagination going if I let it. It's... It looks as though it ought to be haunted. Oh, I'm almost sorry that this stayed here. Even to save a dollar. We'll get a few hours sleep and leave as soon as daylight comes. Yes. You, you locked the door, didn't you? Uh-huh. Is the lock good and strong? And I am both as thick as my thumb. What are you still afraid of, darling? That frail little woman and her sickly-looking son had to break both of them in two with one hand at the same time. No, I'm, I'm not afraid of them. I wonder who they expected. I've been thinking about that. They were afraid he'd go away if he saw our car outside. Why, do you suppose? I haven't the faintest idea. I think I'd like to wash my hands and face. Wonder what the bathroom is. She didn't hear it. I'll go look. Wait, sir. I hear a car outside. Maybe the inspector did. A two-bay's coming up the drive. I can see it through the crack in the shutter. Stop where we left our bus first. Maybe they are. Hmm. A big fella. Yes. And the key for the door must be then with the family. They're so anxious about his coming. It seems one of them will be on the lookout for him in. Think so. It is the one they expect. Got the door open. Stop this. You're an awful strange busybody. Pine on the poor man. Yes. Kind of silly. He's gone back to the car. Take your bed out. He turned his headlights off now. We can't see any longer. No. Not that it matters to us. I'm going to look for the bathroom. I'll go with you. I don't want to be alone here. <laughs> All right. Say, she didn't leave me towels yet. Don't see any. Maybe she left them in the bathroom for us. Maybe. Open the door softly. She and the boy may have gone to bed. I think they were going to wait up for that man. We haven't heard their voices. They may have gone to bed at that. Here goes the door. What's that? Hmm. Someone downstairs isn't afraid of waking anybody. Come on. Where? You ask whoever's down there about towels in that bathroom. No. Wait. What? Look. The man we saw come in. Kneeling before that fireplace with a lantern. And trying to pry a stone loose from the heart. Why? Stop. I think he hears it. Get back up those stairs quietly. Don't shoot. Ah, you're waiting for me here, were you, eh? Hey? Well, come back when I've got the chance. 
You'll get me with that goods at last, eh? Well, I won't tell no one of what you're in. I don't know what you're talking about. Put that gun down. Oh, there he is. Come down, you're a rotten cop, with your hands in those eyes. Don't you, my husband is the police. You're not a fool, you're a rotten lady, she's driver, eh? Come down. Neither of us have anything to do with the police. We don't know why you're here, we don't care. We're merely two strangers who rented a room here for the night. Man to the room. Yes, you know this is a tourist lodging house. You must, you had a key to the door. The key I have means I know you are lying. This house belongs to me. I inherited it. No tourist or anyone else has stopped here since I was took away to jail. For five long years, this place has been dead empty. Then a woman let us in tonight. You lie. Call her and her son, they'll tell you. Uh, a woman? And a son, you say? Yes. Mrs. Parker, Mrs. Parker, come and tell this man. Mrs. Parker, she wasn't here. She couldn't be here. I'm here now. No, 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 I, I still think... I'm here, too. Joe! are not here, now. And you've come back to us at last. Get away from me! Oh, look at that! I've got the gun! I've got the gun! I'll shoot! We have weapons, too. You're all the weapons. Get away! There's a bush in my tin! And the boy has a bloody axe! Don't let me come to me! Don't let me come to me! Come on! Come on! Come on! His bullets don't stop them! Is he raising that off the gun? Sure did. Like you said, I find Mr. Blade, but you can see for yourself there ain't no amount of butchers not racks on his body. I didn't expect there would be, Sheriff. Neither did I. Uh, what's your opinion of Hutchins' steam eyes, Doc? Mm, no wounds of any sort on the body I can see. Here was I can figure before holding on a corpse. The fellow's heart just stopped. It's got some steady terror. As I've almost given me realize what it's been. Hmm. Now, so minded men like me and Doc here are pretty hard to convince that ghosts killed Hutch, Mrs. Blake. I know, but we've told you the truth about what we saw. Uh, Doc, I uh, as sober minded as I think you are? Mm, pretty much like you, Dan. Then let's be honest and confess these young folks in confidence that we don't think their story so crazy as it sounds. You believe me? We hold the political jobs, young man, and the voters expect us to have good sense. But in confidence, we're chumps enough to, well, not to uh, altogether disbelieve. Now, I'll tell you the part of the Parker story you don't know. Lucy Parker, whom you think you saw tonight, used to run a tourist room in our community and prided herself on keeping one of the tidiest places in the state. She was the widow Stevens time I speak of and change her name to Parker later. Her son, Joe, was a trusted employer of the bank over in town. 
Touch Parker drifted along one day from nobody knows where. Met this widow woman with a nice home and income and talked herself into becoming a second husband. From the day she married him, he never did a tap of work and gossip was that he and her and Joe didn't get along so well together. That went on for a couple of years. Then, five years ago, Mrs. Parker and her son was found dead in their beds. Joe's head had been bashed in with an axe and his mother had been stabbed with a butcher's knife. They were still in their sleep while helpless. Hmm. Oh, I, I recall you uh, telling me how uh, whatever you saw here dwelt on that word, helpless. Well, Hutch was immediately suspected of the crime and arrested. But there was a peculiar angle of the case. Joe had been in possession of $50,000 worth of negotiable bonds belonging to his bank that he supposed to close a deal with the morning he was found dead. And them bonds couldn't be located. That stone talk was trying to try it in the fireplace. I found the bonds under that stone a minute ago, Mr. Blake. Just before I called you and Mrs. Blake into this conversation. Hutch had done a first-class job of hiding them. For this house had been searched from cellar to garret. But to make a long story short, not finding the bonds sort of helped Hutch's case. He, he claimed burglars had killed his wife and stepson and... Uh, then got away with the 50000 and the darn fool jury believed it. They acquitted him of the charge of murder, and he'd have gone scot-free if the police back in Ohio hadn't heard of his arrest and found that his fingerprints carried with those of a fellow they wanted on an old forgery charge. They sent him to the pen in Ohio, and he only got out a few days ago. He hot-footed it back to this house where the bonds was hid and found Lucy and Joe waiting. They weren't so easy with him as the law had been. But, of course, they know that uh, he was guilty. And they made his punishment fix his crime. They couldn't open the door or light a candle. But they could kill him. Mm-hmm. And they could also do you a good turn. They did one for you. Good turn? Yeah. Lucy and her boy, one of them bonds returned to their rightful owner, I imagine, which you will bring about. And the banks kept the reward offer standing of $5,000 for their return. You mean you'd get $5,000? Yeah. Ten. No, no. Well, it'll take a couple of days for the details to be settled, but your claim's clear, and you'll get the money. In the meantime, I suggest that you put up at uh, Miss Potter's place. Miss Potter? Yeah. She runs a first-class rooming house about three miles down the road from here. First place on the right with a tourist accommodated sign in front. Sheriff, we never want to look at that kind of a sign again. Not even for five thousand dollars. Well, that's the end of that cheerful bedtime story, Satan. And next week, I'm going to have a birthday on another yarn for spinny. <laughs>